The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora, I'm Simon Bound, and I host Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Join me each week as I chat with some of the most interesting and inspirational players in the Aotearoa business scene and learn what it takes to make it happen, from accidental entrepreneurs to the brains behind some of the country's biggest brands. If you're into business or want to be, then make sure you follow Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network in partnership with SparkLab. Play NZ's number one entertainment podcast. My name is Richard. I take photos. My business is called Dick Pics. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> From iHeartRadio, play ZM's Flesh, Vaughn and Haley. Available everywhere. Three, two, one. Oh, what are you doing, Duncan? <laughs> no, it just looked that way. You're the one who's out of sync. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's, guys, let's not get into too much drama. We want you started. Just hit sail. But that's my job. <laughs> Welcome along to the Real Pod Real Recap of Below Deck Down Under. We're up to episode three. Uh, it's Jane here. Also joined by Duncan Greaves. Kilda Jane. It's, it's been an age. It does feel like it's been an age, and I am apologize for that, but uh you know, Omicron got me and put me on my ass. Um, which means I win, right? Yes, you do. Yeah. So I'm the only one. Oh, mind you, I here, T.I. here is, uh, he's in studio. I'm actually at home because it's a teacher-only day, so I'm looking after my children. Yuck. Duncan's at home because he's got COVID and very bravely t- coming on for the pod. Um, T.I. here is in the studio and you've not had COVID yet, have you? No, no. And I get the absolute reward of coming to work. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd take, I'd take it over this. I would take it over this as well. <laughs> 99.9% chance going to get interrupted at some point with someone saying something like, mum, can you wipe my bum? I also have that stress because my kids are at home um, thanks to my uh, viral load. So oh. it's fine. It's all fine. You, We're you really... my the only thing that's keeping me just generally above deck is below deck. Like, it, I, I, I hadn't watched it since the um, that, that premiere and then just smashed out two episodes last night and... What a joy. Like, it's such a joy. All right. I was concerned briefly that um, they'd cast it too nicely. And, Me too. And that they were all just going to have a good time. And and then suddenly episode three, which we're about to chat about, and hooey. 
Yeah, we're definitely sailing now. We're yeah, away. We are. Um, we have a very exciting guest uh, going to be joining us at the end of this episode after we've had our yarn about episode three. Um, oh, only Chief Stew, Aisha Scott. What? That what? is unbelievable. How do we... Not only that, but Duncan, I slid into her DMs. She's got like 400,000 followers or something on Instagram. And I slid into her DMs, which I have done before with other big-time guests that we've had on or that we've talked about, um, and was like, oh, hey, by the way, we're doing this uh, recap podcast. Here's the link. Listen if you want. And she replied, (laughs) which is just But did she listen? Nah, probably not. Because if she'd listened, she surely wouldn't have replied, like... Yeah, that's true. No, she definitely hadn't listened because she replied within less time than you'd listen to a podcast. But uh, I will have her up about it when we talk to her. We'll, we'll grill her and see if she's listened to the pod and instantly hang up on her if she's not. Yeah, that's that's Seems what <laughs> that's what, what we worked all these years to get this access <laughs> to do. Hey, you can uh, join in our chat. We've got cornies. Um, we call them cornies because our page on Facebook is called The Real Pod Corner. And uh, they, they're doing live chats as the show goes to air, 9.30 Tuesday nights on Bravo. Uh, but they also chat about lots of other things and, and it's just a lovely place. So head on there, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Real Pod Corner. Also, you can uh, find us on Instagram, the Spinoff Podcast Network. Shall we set sail? Aye. Aye. Where are we? We're in, uh, are we still in the Wit Sundays? I don't know. We are. I think we're going to stay in the Wit Sundays, it feels like. We're just going to watch them manoeuvre and out of that sort of, uh, that, that rock formation over and over. Doesn't quite have the same kind of wide open, where shall we go next of, of med, but uh, I'm, I'm fine with it as long as they keep the the, the drama coming. I'll tell you what's not far away, Aotearoa. Just whip across the Tasman, you know, and uh, park up just across from Mission Bay and uh, go for a, a lovely <laughs> a lovely picnic, a Moven pick perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> it would see, it'd be so cool if they went to some real budget New Zealand <laughs> place. That's what we'd love. Okay, this episode is called The Plunger from Down Under, and we return where we left off, which is Benny and Jamie um, having a, a bit of powwow about power. Good. <laughs> thank you. Benny, uh, I really liked Benny. Or I did, but he's slack as fuck, eh? <laughs> he's really amazing. Like, he's, he's such a Danny character. It's really uncanny yes. what a Danny he is. That's um, also good, by the way. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, the the way that he just absolutely cannot stand to be told to do anything, like, I mean, it's just, it's obviously just great casting. You put someone like that in a really high stress, high stakes, hierarchical environment on the high seas. And oh. uh, I know. And, um, and oh, it's, it's just great to hear. He's just, he cannot stand anything. And, and also like the way that, I mean, it's, I feel for him, right? Because he's got Me that too. personality. And the, the captain is riding him in a kind of a classic <laughs> mate see Australian way, which is just on the side of bullying, but somehow seems fine to me. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. It's gentle ribbing. Yeah, it feels like and, gentle and, ribbing. And perhaps if it wasn't justified, because if it were any other captain, they'd be coming down on him hard. So he's kind of getting it easy. Oh, he's he's going to get so easy. He's so fortunate to have that that captain. But um, man, does he not take it well. And, and every time it's like, he feels 
feels the weight of it. It's it's very funny to watch. And he has, I mean, I feel for him because he's come from a vulnerable situation, having lost his parents. And he also just spent 10 days, if you recall. The at silent, silent retreat. Yeah, so it must wow. be quite quite the whiplash to then uh, suddenly be working on a boat where you've probably just been sitting cross-legged for 10 days eating kale, you know. Uh, but but he is, so he's like an easy target. He's, he's um, <laughs> but he's doing absolutely nothing to help himself. He's doing the least. First sign of poo water and he wants <laughs> off the boat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that, that I mean that's obvious. Well, we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting Slightly, ahead of ourselves. that's the, end of the very end of the show. Um, okay, but, but we'll also talk about the fact that after their dinner, they went uh, back on board. They were a few drinks deep, quite a few, and they got hopped into the jacuzzi. I loved everything about this scene. What a scene, right? I mean, firstly, I, I love that this is like a big change for this season, and that the the when you sneak back to the boat for a few drinks, it's normally like surreptitious. You have a couple but it's like it's not a staging ground for a massive raging kind of jacuzzi party that's not like allowed. Whereas here it's like clearly that is that is a location for partying. Kevin wants the the crew to have a good time, you know? Yeah. He's an amazing captain. He's so good. Um, um single too, by the way, we found out this episode. He is. Um, but there was a, a potential of a romance brewing between Jamie and Magda. She was doing some um, some hot, hot and heavy dancing, some would call it in some cultures, and other cultures they just call it dancing with your friends. I think it's you're just mad at her because she's Latina, Jane. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think she's mad that she's not Latina. <laughs> I think that's absolutely true. And that felt quite tense, that, but also just mainly hilarious. Well, it's a classic case of that reality TV thing of um, you can, they do and say bad things that you really can tell are bad when you're watching it and it reminds you, don't do that. Don't be like that. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's an example of what not to do. I also think, I mean, and this is, you know, like, hopefully in the, the category of explaining rather than excusing, but she's operating in a second language. I feel like the high seas, you know, you're kind of into international waters and a lot of like the contemporary discourse seems to have happened on <laughs> land and not on the ocean. So some things which would like, like that's been one of the, the weird kind of galaxy brain charms of this show has been just watching all the stuff that goes on that seems... To, to exist in its own microclimate, even down to the guests on this episode yeah. who are like, just like... Unreal. Wildly horny rockers and strippers of, of a kind that you last saw on TV all the time in the mid-2000s and then seemed to vanish from the place of the earth. Where are they? That's where they are. They're touring Australian musicians is what they are. I feel like that probably has not changed at all over time. I hear you've been watching. I just want to check in with you because uh, you decided to come on board. You didn't get on board with Dancing with the Stars. But you're Good decision. Deck. I've watched the first episode, uh, full oh, disclosure. Okay. I haven't had a chance to watch the second or third, um, but I found we recorded the first episode of the recap before I watched the first episode. Still enjoyed it 100%. Great. So it's not it's not too late. It's not too late for anyone. I'm on board. I'm on deck. I'm just I'm behind. Okay. <laughs> you're on board, but you're 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 aft. That's right. To to use the parlance. What what I would say to you, I hear you're already committed, but just to re- further exhort you and any listeners who might be dragging their feet is this is a forty three minute commitment. It's mm. not an hour and five minutes. 
and it's tight and it's punchy and it's pacey and a whole lot happens. Like it really isn't, the, it, it still has that. That's the other thing that's really charming and different about it is it's it's got all the old school reality TV qualities of just smashing out story where lately it's been like, you know, you can go 15 minutes on like a, them re- reciting some jib on the block, you know? Yeah. I think as well they have this... Um... When you first watch, I know I struggled to get into it at first because while I was kind of quite captivated and compelled by life on a boat and the very jobs that these people do and the tips that they get, I was also just like, oh, do I really just want to watch people working on a boat? And like, oh, so what? Someone quits. No big deal. But you realise once you're really into it that when someone quits, like, what a big deal that is, how hard it is to replace them, the pressure that puts on the rest of the crew and the drama that then comes out of that that pressure cooker situation. So it's not just about, like, a workplace. It's uh, it's everything else. Anyway, we've sold, sold you the show you've already watched and are listening to the recap of, so well done us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am Brittany laying back in the spa looking completely dead. You're <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, you're who? Sorry, Bratini. Thank Martini, you. Lamborghini. <laughs> I love Martini. I feel like she's she's another audience proxy, like just like a cool normal person. How how Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. My God. Jamie was really upset that Magda didn't tell him that uh, she had a boyfriend um, to the point where he cast a blanket over all the girls on the boat. No one here is fucking single, as if... When you come on board as a bosun on a super yacht, luxury yacht, you're you're only supposed to have single girls. That's part of the job. Yeah, it's like a buffet breakfast. Cheaper. It's so it's such an ugly reaction. I mean, obviously, there's been so many bosuns behaving badly over the years, but the something about that is a whole new show. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it's just, and, and it's so, he's so rude to, to, to me and, and Bratini who are like such champion Sheilas. And single. And so single he's saying, He's like, I've just found out that none of the girls on the boat are single, except for two of them <laughs> when there are four of them. So 50% of them actually are. Oh so obviously like they were, it's not like they were necessarily keen to get some of Jamie's action, but just offended that he, you know, he he was basically saying the girl that I'm interested in isn't single and therefore fucked a lot of years. Yeah, it's very when when a horny bison in Bordies goes goes bad, <laughs> he, he goes real bad. <laughs> um, Aisha and Benny sat out the jacuzzi. They didn't go in. They were just uh, chilling out in their civis. They weren't, they weren't in their tiny bikinis. Just watching it all go down. But having such a time. That was one of the tiniest bikinis I've ever seen, um, I have to say. But, yeah, it was like it looked like a great – whatever you were doing around that scene was a great job. Like if you're dancing with me, having a time. If you're just watching, what a spectator sport. Like just going – and the fact that that's going to be the staging ground for so much future drama and flotation, I'm just – I'm stoked. I love the season. It's nice to see that um, that Jamie at least has some boundaries and that he he's not interested in making on Magda uh, henceforth with this new information. Watch the space though. I can't. I, you Please. Know, I, don't feel, I don't feel like you know. I haven't watched it yet, so I, I'm not. I'm not foreshadowing anything. But I just you know I've seen this show before. Also, Magda's been with her boyfriend for five months, which in I feel like in uh, in yachting terms is like 
they've had two dates, you know? That's true. Also, I think that the way that um, Magda and Tumi are like uh, sort of stagily flirting with the captain um, mm. also suggests that she's not done flirting, which is which is fine. Like to to be clear, um, it's 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 all above deck. It's all about board. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you you tried to change an already boating pun into a boating pun. I know. It's, yeah, I'm full of regrets. But yeah, I mean, I think that uh, that's just going to be a fun storyline the whole way through. I really like Magda as a character. Yeah. Also, super... bear in mind, Ryan would still hit that. Uh, oh, my God. Ryan. <laughs> as if he'd have a chance. We actually went past um, Ryan's, I think, Man, I mean, he's such a humiliating guy, but when he was, like, trying to get the chef out to kind of lecture him about what it was a porterhouse yes. and what was a New York strip, I was like, please, please don't do that. <laughs> uh, okay, so after the big party that was, um, everyone's a little bit feeling a bit dusty in the morning and the boat is a shambles, Duncan. How did they do? Like, so I don't I was furious on the captain's behalf. Like, it's all good to me. My personal code is... You go as hard as you like at night, but you leave the place in the right way and you get up and you do it the next time. I think that's just how how you should live, especially on a goddamn boat when you've got the charter coming in at midday. And there, she's out there doing yoga in front of the the chaos. I mean, obviously that's staged, but my God. I, I, I don't like to speak a bad word about Aisha, but I feel like the boat, they wouldn't have gone to bed with the boat in that condition where it was Hannah in charge of interior. That's all I'll say. I, I tend to agree with that. The captain got as angry as the captain gets, which is not very. He sort of just like huffs and puffs a little bit. His, uh, his, his max anger is like minimum anger for any other captain, but just like an operating level or for Or literally person. Yeah. Or person, person. honestly. Yeah. Um, he sets off the alarm just to give them a little test. And uh, 50% of them have their radios on. They kind of shuffle in through to the wherever the salon after something or other. And, uh, and and he gives them a little schooling. But again, pretty chill. You know, pull up your socks, guys. All right, have a nice time. And uh, and later on I'll allow the interior crew to go out snorkeling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let's talk about our guests. They arrive. Uh, we've got Randall and Susie. Randall's a touring guitarist. Uh, he's played with Shania Twain. Shania. What was it? It was some amazing uh, you, it, It's so hard to even get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. kudos. <laughs> it's, you have to have never seen the name before. Yeah. And then uh, also Elton John and Keith Urban, uh, iconic trio. Um, and also they were bringing on their mates who uh, happened to be strippers of the year and uh, someone who's a director of adult entertainment. They want an anniversary veil renewal and they want a pirate-themed meal, which we are yet to see. But we did see the anniversary renewal. I um, loved I loved Aisha's comment about, like, how many five-star restaurants have you seen a pirate theme at? <laughs> Honestly, oh all it made me think was, like, I'd love to go to one. Yes. I'd love to go to a pirate-themed five-star meal. I feel like that's the kind of place that uh, Alex Cater will be renewing her vows. We should... Mention that Alex is not here. You have noticed. Um, she's busy being a proper journalist is what's happening. So she's had a story emergencies and had to go off and look after that. Um, wrong priorities, obviously. Totally agree. 
Uh, but anyway, we'll deal with her later. We'll give her a good dressing down and let her go snorkeling. Okay. Um, Aisha's <laughs> trying to be friends with Ryan. Uh, or trying to be good to him, but then she says it's hard uh, to be friends with her, and she used the C word. Did she? Yeah. Woo! I mean, we can clarify that with her later, but I'm pretty sure she did. They beeped it, but it was uh, it was fairly obvious. Um, yeah, he's a pain in the ass. He's like a mega pain in the ass, and it annoys me that he is making, like, objectively, you know, pretty ordinary, like, he's making burgers and tacos yeah. and eggs benny, like... Compared to the mid, where it is like true fine dining, and he's just sort of basically saying, here it is, guests, you don't get to choose, and it's on the table, it's going to be cold if you're not there. Like, he's just such an obnoxious, and they're just loving it. I'm like, at least hate it. At least get him yeah. in trouble. It's because like, he, he, he fired up the barbie. That's why they love him. So he, he was up there trying to be basically dissing out the interior by saying, I can go up there and do the barbie, and then I can control the guests when they sit down and so on. Um, but he's winning so far. He's, like he's I know, right. so far. So far. Okay. But let's wait and see. Okay, the the uh, um the guests right from the get-go, what a wild bunch. <laughs> let's talk about these guests. Most shocking moment for you. I think when they were trying to look at each other's buttholes. For me it was when they were rubbing their buttholes together, the the uh, <laughs> the two women bent right over, and I was very impressed with their face. I think this is the same thing we're talking the same, about. It's yeah. all part of the same sequence. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, go, go, by all means. I've just never seen it done before. Yeah, I didn't, didn't even think it was possible kind of in terms of the f- whole flexibility of the thing, but, you know, it was impressive physiologically. And it's nice to know that it is achievable. Right, if that's something you ever want to uh, to get into one day, physically possible with your mate. <laughs> um, Brittini took over uh, anchor flaking duties after after Benny flaked on the flaking last week. It was so and... funny watching it. Like, so I obviously wasn't on the recap last week, but man, watching him flake over that was funny. Yeah, he he proper had you know we obviously talked about it, but he had a proper like freak out about it, like a full shaking, yeah. like, you know, um, which I feel for him for, but also maybe not the job for you, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the guests at one point was like, how good is cauliflower? And I just want to I just want to ask that question of you. Okay. Like how, how, in your mind, how good is cauliflower? I, unfortunately, you've asked the wrong person. Oh, no. I'm a huge cauliflower fan like I think it's incredible it's so versatile it's probably up there with my favorite vegetable I think saying how good is cauliflower on a show is just absolutely magic totally fine thing to say I don't think that's what you wanted from me but that's what you got no it's fine I actually didn't care what you said I just wanted (laughs) to (laughs) I wanted to express my opinion which is like cauliflowers I, I don't disagree that it's versatile um I just it's not the thing on the table that I'd be like, oh, how good is about, you know? I'd be like, he was cooking up, like, lovely steaks and... Oh, yeah, but as a vegetarian, you don't get access to that. That's what it is. You can actually it? make a cauliflower steak, you know, if you're, if you're really committed to the bit. I think you're lying to yourselves. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> cauliflower rice, mmm, so good with a butter chicken. <laughs> okay, uh... Jason as a captain is super hands-on. He's getting very involved. And I thought for a hot second that Jamie was going to get his back up about it. Um, but then he was just like, you know what? That's fine. 
Jamie confuses me because there's some some parts of him that I'm like I would be like that too. I'd be like, okay, less work for me. That's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do all. You get out the toys. You're fine. <laughs> I'll just sit here and watch. Um, but then obviously how he reacted to the fact that Magda had a boyfriend and that she didn't sell him the moment they met is not fine. So I'm, my, my, I'm the jury's out, so to speak, on uh, on Jamie for me. Yeah, like most of the time he, he's actually remarkably placid and even when the one super clutch thing Benny has done is like just immediately guess, clock him as a cop. Like, it was so impressive. <laughs> yeah, that was a very, very funny little sequence. Um, and then Jamie was, like, bummed out because he's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'll tell you another time what I what I used to do. And he's like, oh, you're a cop? And he's like, oh, we can talk about it later. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's just so brutal. But, yeah, like, uh, you know, he manages to hold in his sort of ex-cop, mach- mach- is it machismo or machismo? Machismo? Or machismo. Do you, do you pronounce it's, it's like macho, so it's machismo. I'm going to say machismo. His, he manages to hold it apart from that when it kind of completely erupted in that scene. Hopefully that was the aberration um, just brought on by, like, very intense horniness and, and we don't see anything more like that. Or, or do we want to see more like that? Hard to know. Hard to know. I, I don't think you – oh, here we go. Hang on. Hang on. I'm just going to – this is the British pronunciation. Hang on. Machismo. Machismo. All right. All right. Machismo. Right. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. You just have to start saying uh, Marco instead of Macho. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Culver because Culver's yet to shine. He's been very low-key in terms of airtime, but what we have seen of him is so amazing. I love him. I love him too. Yeah, he's cute as a button. He's getting on FaceTime with his family. He's talking about attracted to his mum. <laughs> types. His mum types. Mum, yeah. Who doesn't want to? It's like that moment <laughs> of realisation as he was saying it, eh? Like, you want, no, you want, he's great. Everyone, everyone wants to have someone like their mum, don't they? I mean, obviously, very much depends who your mum is. He's like a muscular version of Colin. Oh, God, I do love Colin. Yes, Colin has a great relationship with his parents, doesn't he? He does. He loves his whānau. Uh Okay, so um, Culver, yeah, just a, um, he's just the kind of guy who pops in his spare time, does some push-ups, push-ups in the cabin, uh, calls mum and dad at every opportunity. Um, he's just and just very smiley. Haven't had any drama with him whatsoever. I wonder if we'll. If, I wonder if he'll be the one character on this show who we don't get any drama out of for a whole season. Mm. Unlikely, but we'll see. We have a guest. I'm worried about this. <laughs> the guest who went in to ask Ryan for a lighter, and then dropped what uh, that she's staying in the Cartier suite just in case <laughs> he needs to know. <laughs> I'm really worried where this might go because I feel like Ryan's up for anything. Ryan is so anyone. up for it. He's got that sort of. Um... They kind of edge to him, like, you know, like his, his eyes are a little bit... Oh, that kind of edge, not like yeah. a cool edge, like a slightly no, on the edge edge. No, no, like I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of, yeah, like, like, like he doesn't feel s- sort of his genius hasn't been appreciated by the world kind of edge. Yeah, yeah. And thus I'd feel like almost everything's on the table. Just probably the best piece of casting on the whole boat, I think, is finding that that chef. We're going to, I feel like he's going to cause so much trouble as the season goes on and I'm here for it. Yeah. I would love to see if they did like a sort of best of below deck, like, you know, sort of a, you know, fans versus favesy kind of thing. 
I'd love to see him against Hannah at some point. Yes. Just imagine. Oh with, with Sandy overseeing it. Oh, That would just be amazing. Did you see uh, the med season with Kiko? No, not yet. I, oh, the most adorable, amazing chef you could ever hope to meet. Didn't last. Um, but he was just such okay. a sweetheart. Well, I just need to get into those bad sites where they show it. Yeah, anyway, okay, so... Um, where are we? Anniversary dinner uh, was a lovely time, lovely celebration, and uh, Ryan's fucked off because dinner's ready and the guests aren't. This is going to happen every single episode. Every single episode. And uh, Susie, I didn't realise, was a, the, the renewal was a surprise. So she comes up, the big arch is there, it's lovely. They have uh, the, the captain, even though he's not comfortable with it, does does the officiating, cracks a few jokes. Um, and the, this is when Culver says... You know, seeing this reminds me of my parents. I'm like, your parents are nothing like these two people. <laughs> the absolute antithesis of these two people. Um, and that's when he mentioned he wants a girl like his mama. And then Magda goes and basically proposes to her boyfriend via text, doesn't she? She, she does, she does. I really like the new edition of, or new to me anyway, of seeing the text kind of. I feel um, like they're not the text at all. Oh. I feel like they're not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, some texts. <laughs> Where are you on falling asleep while chatting to your loved one on the phone if you're away from each other? I've done some things like that. I have before. too. I watched yeah. a whole season of Lost on um, video calls in the t- mid 2000s. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's Still nice. married. Oh, so it was with Nicky then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we finish off with a Panami. It's the Shortland Street below deck uh, crossover you never knew was coming, but here it is. There's poo water flooding into Benny's cabin and with all the the gentle ribbing he's getting from the captain and a little bit of teasing from the rest of the crew, he's had enough. Well, uh, has he? Because I I think that this might be a bit of misdirection. Of course it will be. Okay. Captain will turn around. Well, I think he was actually just going to tell the captain that something terrible was happening as opposed to I'm going to resign. He said I'm going to quit. Yeah, but I think that that might have been... Like oh. out of context, just just to get us excited. I don't think he's actually going to quit, but I could be it wrong. It worked though. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm so for the next excited. Episode. I just love this. Hey, um, speaking of the next episode, we, we we've got to go. We've yeah, go. we've got to go. We've got to get out of this Zoom chat and into another Zoom chat um, with Aisha. So we'll be back in a moment with none other than Aisha Scott, Chief Stew of Below Deck Down Under. See you soon. Winter is a great time to travel around New Zealand. If you're thinking about your next holiday, why not make it a road trip with Go See? Visit us at goseetravel.com today to find the rental vehicle to fit your holiday and get ready to explore. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at z.co.nz. They say don't mix sport and politics. These guys didn't listen and put both on the agenda. Barreled home and got the where have you been? I was like, ah, well, Sarah's baseball's so good. 
and she's like, so I've got whole summer of cricket, <laughs> and now you're a baseball fan, are you? The Agenda with G Lane, James McConey, and Matthew Heath. Download it for free today from iHeartRadio, New Zealand's number one podcast platform, the alternative commentary collective, your home of sports entertainment. Aisha, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome along to The Real Pod. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. You're so busy out at sea that you probably don't have time to listen to podcasts, but we <laughs> do. We cover reality TV and uh, we are diving in deep, recapping all of Below Deck Down Under. And uh, we're, we're huge fans. We've been watching previous med seasons and so on. Um, so we're big, we're big fans of yours. I'm so excited to have you on the show. So thank you for joining us. Oh, it's honestly such a pleasure. And at the moment, I'm actually doing bugger all. So my, my, my day's wide open, really. <laughs> Great. We'll just we'll, we'll yarn for hours. How are you finding the season so far? So you guys, so you're doing a recap of all the episodes? We, yeah. Yeah, we are. So we're up to episode three. Yeah. And I thought what we could do um, in our chat is maybe talk a little bit about some of the stuff that happened in that episode. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little about just uh, just general below deck stuff. Yeah, love it. Let's do it. You're in Sydney, right? Yeah, I'm in Sydney at the moment. I'm visiting my auntie and uncle here. I'm in a studio at the moment and I just love them so much. Oh, bless. After after you've spent time with Auntie and Uncle, are you are you back on a are you back out to sea or are you, have you got a little break? No, I actually I spend most of my year not at sea at the moment. I do you know I do some temp work here and there, um, but I kind of just flit around really. <laughs> I'm gonna be after I've been in Sydney, um, I'm gonna be heading to Miami and I'm gonna hang out with my sister and her partner because they work on boats over there. Um, then I'm gonna head to LA for a couple weeks and then I'll go to Breckenridge in Colorado, which is where I'm mainly based in the States. Wow. So yeah, it's just um, kind of just all over the place, which I like to live with constant change. Is that one of the paradoxes of Below Deck and that you go on the show because you know what you're doing on a, on a super yacht and, and can handle the, the, those kind of crazy conditions, but if, you, if you're successful on it the way that you are, like you'd naturally have to run the kind of celebrity track at the same time and it kind of hauls you away from the water, you know? Yeah, absolutely true. But you know what? I love it because I've already been doing yachting for about seven years. So I was already kind of getting to the point where I was overdoing it full time. It's just so hard to have any sort of a life at all. And I'd done it for so much of my 20s. So I was kind of wanting to shift out of yachting anyway when the opportunity for the show came up but it's one of those industries that are so it's so intense and difficult that it's actually really addictive so you don't want to let go of it fully so me being able to do these seasons is a nice way to get my hit and then because it's on a show then I can live the rest of the year just doing cameos and sponsorships so I'm living my dream it's amazing <laughs> I'm so stoked for you Aisha that's it's amazing thank you this season feels and I'm, I'm sure that it's in part your influence as a as a very unhannerish tea if you think expression <laughs> chief stew um and also having a much more chill captain but but that just feels like you you are down under in in many ways. Like there's just a, a sort of a a slightly more relaxed feel, which I was concerned was going to mean because first a couple of episodes not so much drama, and then suddenly mm. episode three it's it's really on. Um, but uh, yeah, like well, you know, was was it a quite a different kind of a, a feel this time around? Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think you hit it spot on. I think because Australia is is such a casual, laid-back place. I definitely think that that influenced it a lot. And a lot of our guests, because the borders were shut, almost all of our guests oh. were Australian. So they were very laid-back. And it's just the environment. And then I guess, you know, I'm not... I'm not the super anal bitch chief stew, like I try not to be. And Jason's really laid back. So I think the whole vibe put together, it's, the standard is still there and we're still striving for that seven star kind of service, but in just a bit more of an Aussie manner. <laughs> I'll tell you who's not particularly laid back, unless he's reclining in the kitchen and putting his toes on the drawer handle. <laughs> uh, and that's Ryan. Oh my god! Like, don't even breathe his name. <laughs> we are. We will be breathing his name. Like, obviously, I don't know if you kind of um, still remember what happened in each episode. So we're still fairly we're fairly early on in the charter yeah. season. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's shown some interesting colours right from the get go. Uh, yeah. But what we're seeing come up again and again is him not being very happy with uh, you not telling him. When well, basically, you're not seating the guests as soon as he's finished the meal. Yeah, and ready to ready, when he's ready to serve. Which isn't really you. It's like the, the, you can't just grab a guest and be like, "Hey, you said eight o'clock." Exactly. You know, it's their boat. Exactly. My God. So it would be great television. Yeah, well, that's the thing that drove me crazy with Ryan is I just right from day one I was like. I can't, like, surely this guy is lying about his yachting experience because the whole point of, you know, with guests, you're right, they're paying thousands of dollars every single day to be here on this boat and have this amazing experience. So they're going to eat whenever the hell they want to eat. Like, yes, I asked them for a vague time that we can aim for, but if it's getting closer to that time and they're still in their cabins getting ready or whatever, I'm not about to go up to their thing and be like, um, actually, you said nine, so if you can make it to the day, you know, it's all about... <laughs> adjusting to the guests and exactly what they want to do and he just couldn't handle that but it's just par for the course in yachting so I couldn't understand his issue and his pushback but it was just such great casting right like with that especially with that episode episode three was when you had those wildly horny um stripper and <laughs> rocks I guess I think it would have been like beyond the health and safety realm for you to be trying to enter those bedrooms to hurry them out like, who the hell? no one knows what was going in there but it wasn't okay oh I reckon I would have had something shoved right up me the second I crossed the threshold so yeah exactly health and safety all right but then you know so it was I just I've truly never worked with a chef ever where he has plated before I've even said the guests are near the table. And that just showed me that he wasn't passionate about his food because why would you want guests to eat cold food? Yeah, I felt that way. We, we left we left the episode with uh, a Punami situation, a poo water situation, and oh. Benny, <laughs> Benny wandering up to what, what appeared to be wandering up to the captain's quarters at like 1.45 in the morning, <laughs> um, all ready to quit. Don't tell us what happens. Don't spoil it for us. I but won't. Is that all as it happened? I mean, we're very, yeah. we cover a lot of reality TV and we know that obviously you got to make a good TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, was Benny really that upset at that point? 
Yeah, he was. He's an interesting boy, Benny. I adore him. I think he's so lovely. But he's um he's a bit skittish, you know, like he's like a scared a stray cat. He's all over the place. Um, so that's exactly what happened. And I think what I love so much about our show is that I I would say it's the least meddled with reality show ever you know really? like they're, they're, they don't tell us any they're not allowed to tell us anything like to do this and do that they don't um they don't engineer situations they don't meddle in any way it's just when you get that many young usually single people um all in one boat and we're doing a 16 hour day every day for seven weeks and not having not speaking to the outside world people just start exploding you know and it's just they don't have to do anything we're just on edge <laughs> it's an exceptionally uh hot crew this season as well oh my god thank you i think we titled <laughs> i think we titled our first episode uh, of the recaps of our podcast recap season the hottest crew yet Oh my goodness. Well, it's an honour to be a part of it. <laughs> Thank you. I know that all the girls are like dropping panties left, right and centre for Captain. It's insane. I know. He's had a real glow up over the years. We did see some um, some photos of him in his, yeah. in his younger years and I think that he's... he's uh, He's found his way over time. Totally. I saw some photos of him in his 20s and I was like, oh, <laughs> he's definitely like on hotter with age. But then I can't talk. Like you should have seen me when I was younger. It was a real, yeah. I was a really lost child. Oh, so. <laughs> I was better when I was younger, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm only getting oh, well, worse. Well, you're looking gorgeous now. So Thank you very much. I can only imagine. <laughs> I appreciate that. So well, one thing which is quite different about this this season with Jane Dane's just run off in the middle of it, um, maybe to get a glass, who knows. But the, is the, like the, the, you know, the, the thing about Med was you would go off into these, you know, beautiful European cities and that's where all the partying happened. And then when you mm. sort of slunk back onto the yacht, it was to go to sleep or, you know, maybe a cheeky dart out on the... the, the yeah. <laughs> the decor. Whereas this, like, it feels like the we've only seen one sort of um, post party situation, but it feels like the jacuzzi is going to be a location. Oh. You, you <laughs> sort of chose the sort of stadium seating to, uh, to to sort of watch the thing unfold, which seemed like quite a judicious uh, spot spot for you. And the first the first time there was. Uh, where Magda and Jamie are sort of having quite a lovely dance and then Jamie gets oh. some unwanted information. It gets quite hectic. Um, oh, do you want God, to talk, talk really... about how that, that went down? Were you privy to Jamie's sort of explosion there? Yeah, so I was just, yeah, as you say, I what, Benny and I were just sitting on the sidelines watching all of this unfold and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, um, very much. And I was just, you know, watching Magda because she'd cut from day one when she'd come on board. She's like, I've got my soulmate, blah, blah, blah. Like can't stop talking to her boyfriend for one fucking second. Um, but then next thing I know, she's like grinding her little ass off all over Jamie <laughs> And I was like, "This, what you say in your actions are not conducive of each other. And I was like, what the fuck is she up to? And then, yeah, and then as, as you see, then Jamie explodes because he doesn't want to look bad and blah, blah. But how Jamie reacted was so... Um, it, it really fitted with what I struggled with him the whole time was that 
he came on and he had these massive walls up and he was so desperate the whole season to look like a nice guy that there were so many moments where you'd see he'd go to react to something or go to say something that was quite natural and then he'd like his his eyes would quickly flip to the camera and back and then he'd be like oh oh um oh never mind oh nothing and so I think because Magda was dancing on him and he thought she was single but she wasn't that really uh, messed with this good guy mm. image that he was desperate to put across and that's why he got so mad right but it's like if, if you didn't know it's not your bad she's the one skanking all up on you when she's got a boyfriend <laughs> Just dancing like like you do with your auntie at the wedding, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it how 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 involved are the crew? You mentioned you know Jamie would sort of check the camera. How I, I'm just really curious to know. I'm really amazed that they don't meddle with you guys at all because mm. that's just not what we've come to know from all our coverage of reality TV. Yeah, um, but I love it. Yeah, but how. Um, so they're not very intrusive, but how many how many people are on board of the crew, the camera crew, and do they do they go off at the end of the evening and sleep elsewhere, or are they uh, sleeping up on the day beds? What's happening? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so they so they kind of do three different shifts, like a morning shift, an afternoon, and then a night shift, and there's always three cameramen on. Um, and then there's obviously cameras in every room and stuff, mm. but then they go, yeah, they go and sleep off the boat. They've usually got hotels and there's a chase boat. So they're kind of just coming on doing the shift. Um, there's a control room where they can all eat their lunch and stuff. And then they'll, and then they'll go back to the hotel and stay there. They're honestly so talented. It's just the way these cameramen move, they're like little ninjas because we're running around, you know, so to yeah. to get the right footage while not getting in our way and also trying to get shots while we're not slowing down in the slightest, like they really can move, man. And for all intents and purposes, you're running a charter. You're not making a TV show. In your mind, you're running a charter. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they say to us. They're like, you're here doing your job. And they're like, if it's between, um, you know, getting something out quick enough and worrying about the cameraman being there, it's like the charter comes first. They're like, you're there to do your job. And then whatever comes, comes, you know. Um, the one thing I wanted to know was, and I'm real curious about this, is that you have these guests coming on, they're paying heaps of money. They're often, they present as like huge party animals and they sort of seem to mysteriously go to bed at midnight every time. And it's only relative, and I've, I've had this conspiracy theory, I've been watching it forever going like, surely they're not actually going to bed. Surely there's like a, a stage going to bed for the TV show. They are and, not always going to bed at midnight. What show have you been watching? No, I've, seen, you know, you, I've seen you, Hannah you, up at four in the morning Morning, scrolling notes on the whiteboard for the for the morning shift because she's been up yeah. till the you know break but, of dawn. But, but is there? Yes, that that does happen, but it's not as often as you'd expect it to happen. To my mind, like, is there a sort of a pretend bedtime and a real bedtime, or is it is it all as per? Nah, so that's that's always it's what time you see them go to bed is what time they go to bed. But you have to remember that. They have, be, they usually have champagne and stuff before they come on the boat on the first day and they're drinking non fucking stop the whole afternoon. And then from the moment they wake up, they're having mimosas with breakfast that whole day. So they've already been drinking for like 12 hours straight. So usually it's just that they get to midnight and they, they're about to comb her out. Ah, uh, so are you actively trying to like, 
Get them drunk? Yes, yeah. very much yeah. so. Just I make put, very put strong drinks. Yeah. The later it gets, they turn it, they go from doubles to triples. Sometimes I just do straight half-half. <laughs> I just like, and it's amazing how much the human body can handle with my experiments. It's insane. Hey, Aisha, before we wrap up, um, we uh, we have a, a, a third host on the show called Alex. She's interviewed you before and she's written a feature for the site and she's so gutted that she couldn't be here today. Oh. She had to do some some urgent stuff. So, um, But she did have a question that she wanted me to pass on. She wanted to know uh, who you would kiss, marry and kill out of anyone you've worked in that we've seen featured on the show. Oh, Jesus, that's a tough one. Well, I'll go with Kiss Jack because I've already done that. Mm-hmm. Mary, uh, oh, that's so hard. I guess Jason. And then I'd kill Ryan or I'd kill Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That sounds like we've got an excellent season ahead for us then. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, thank you so, so much. We so appreciate your time. And uh, have a nice time with your with your auntie and uncle. Thank you. And it was so nice talking to you guys. Thanks for caring. Oh, look. Look, we care so very much. We care too much. Too much. Yeah, exactly right. Too much. We'd love to go out on a boat with you one day. Oh, same. Let's plan it. Okay, cool. Thanks, Aisha. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. From the Spin Off Podcast Network, you've been listening to The Real Pod. It was hosted by me, Jane Yee, along with Alex Casey and most of the time, Duncan Grieve. Tiahe Butler made it all sound good and Rachel LaRue got us out to the world. Just quickly, if you enjoyed this podcast and value what we do at The Spinoff, please consider joining The Spinoff members. All our mahi is made possible by our members and we wouldn't be here today without their support. Toto mai and head to thespinoff.co.nz slash members to sign up. Kia ora e te iwi, Tiahe Butler here podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.